listen and welcome back to the show, brother. We got an exciting show that we're going to be talking about today. Don't you worry, because we high-flying, swinging, coming from the rope, come back having a different freak seven days of the week. We going to get a real big popping for this episode. So listen in, brother, because it's going to be red hot. Red hot, brother. Hello, and welcome back. Welcome back after four, three to four weeks, d- depending on the content, content, continuality of where, where you're listening from or how you're listening to it. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode episode 51 of the My Mind Podcast with Stefan Taylor. This is, of course, a variety show where we like to talk about everything, mainly things it's self-indulgent because it's my mind. We get to talk about you know, my, my stuff. So, well, what's going on? I'll tell you what's going on. A lot, a lot is happening. I didn't realize how much is kind of, um, how much kind of happens in four weeks, especially when we're coming to this time of the year, you know, you're trying to organize, you're trying to organize, uh, Christmas orientated things, you know, you got secret, secret scenes that you got to prepare for. I don't know how your family does it, well, well, I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but in uh, in my wife's side of the family, they do like a, a secret Santa draw, where instead of buying gifts for everyone, you know, because that's a pain. We're not all like crypto millionaires. <laughs> We're all not making that making that Shiba money <laughs> or like hard into the Doge. You know what I'm saying? We um we just pick a name from a hat basically over the virtual web which is a world wide web, which is also known as the internet. You know, we, uh, we just, we just hook into that and draw some names and then you pick a name and, and you get it. And the, the person I got is, um, you know, I got a decent one. Eh? It wasn't bad. So some years when you get someone, if you don't know what a secret Santa is, it's like you buy a gift for someone without them knowing who the gift was, hence the secret. And the, the Santa, I guess, is you being the Santa. Being the Sandy Claus. You, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be the Sandy Claus. There ain't, there ain't much to do when you when you ain't got the Sandy Claus. You understand? You understand me? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so that that's what the secret Santa is. And, you know, some years you get you get a secret Santa and you're just stumped. And, and it feels like you all, you always fall back on like one, one of three things. It's like cleaning stuff, for like grooming stuff, like deodorant, uh, deodorant pack, or like socks, or like alcohol. <laughs> they're like the they're like the three goes go to when you're buying any gift because you know you know they need to wash eventually, and you know that they nine out of ten times have to wear socks. And you know it's Christmas, so they getting they getting a bit livid. They getting they getting turned they getting turned out on that purple drink. You understand? You know. So they're they're like my three ghost go tos when it comes to buying secret Santa stuff. When there there's a hot tip, hot take, hot take, hot take, hot take for you. Is, is um yeah I did mean to say it three times. So what? So what? We can do what we want. It's okay. We can't really do what we want, but we can talk about what we want. You know, so far, you know, there's going to be a time when I'm sure you can't, but for now, we can. We're okay with it. So what else has been happening? Should I ask how you're going? Because that's usually a bit of a thing. Are you guys okay? Well, that's sweet. I'm so happy to hear you say that. I'm so happy that you you guys went out and gave it a five star review and left a really positive review on on iTunes and you and you followed the Instagram page and you followed the the Facebook page and oh you even found me on Twitter oh, that's so nice I'm I'm so happy to hear that that you guys reached out and 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 got in, and got in contact and and sent a message I really appreciate that no 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 you're worth it no 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 I you know sometimes you you just need to to give the love back, you know, when people like give you the love, you gotta, you gotta give it back, 
you know, you can't hold on to it forever. You can't take it with you. So you gotta, you gotta give it back. Yeah. Well, let's, let's continue the show though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. We will talk about it later. We will talk about it later. Anyway. Yeah, 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 we're gonna keep going. Yeah, it sounds like there's someone else in the room, but it's just me. It's just me talking to you guys. You know, fill in the gaps as you will. We can have an argument. We can have a conversation. It's really up to you. Up to, up to you. I don't, I don't really mind. Um, through the nature of the conversation. It'd be, it'd be quite funny if, you know, we could manufacture a conversation with me talking and leaving gaps and you fill in the gaps and then, you know, you make a show out of that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like a, an unorg, a very, very unorganized script, you know, it'd be pretty cool. But anyway, do you guys want to hear a story? Do you want to hear a cool story? I've, um, cause I've been working, um, I've not really had too many stories to like speak about, which is it generally that's a positive, but for the sake of like content, it's not really good, is it? So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, um, this, this story about a guy that was like a punk rock <laughs> sensation. Oh, I don't know. Sensational sensation, you know, like he was a wild dude and he kind of like embodied all that was like, like rock and roll. And it was this guy by the name of Gigi Allen born Jesus Christ Allen. So from there, you know that this guy is, is a little bit mental man, eh? Oh, not mental. I shouldn't say mental, but he was like a, a little bit crazy. And you always hear about like people like taking it too far in the, in the heavy metal scene where they're like throwing like guitars around and they're yelling at fans or like there's fans fighting. This, this GG Allen guy was like, he, he was crazy. He was legitimate crazy. Like there was one you know, he always used to threaten to like kill himself on stage. He was like the furthest from, he was like, he was so punk rock that people that were trying to match his energy, it it, it was almost like he was, he, he was punk rock and everybody else was like pop man, eh? <laughs> like he was, he was nuts, man. He once like pooed on stage and threw it at people, you know, like he was a wild dude. He would like smear his own like feces on him and stuff. He was this crazy guy. And the the reason I'm bringing it up is there's always one, isn't there? There's always like one dude in like your friend or one dude or one girl or whatever. That's like always, always willing to go like the extra mile for the extra crazy <laughs> and, and Gigi Allen was your guy, you know, like he is, he is the guy that you want. Well, no, he's not. He's like the wild card you want, but the wild card you don't need. <laughs> like he, he, yeah, he's crazy. Look him up, look him up, look up Gigi Allen. Cause he was a crazy dude. Like he wanted to get buried in a tutu. Like he was just weird and born Jesus Christ Allen. I, I, you know, hand on my heart, man. Like he was born Jesus Christ, Alan, which is crazy, crazy. And this is only in like 1950s Britain. Like, it's not like he was born in some niche part of like Soho or like the Bronx and stuff like that. Eh? You know, like he was born in, in England <laughs> to probably like a modest family. And he just took the, the Jesus part too far. <laughs> He had a bit too much of a, of a Jesus complex or a God complex or whatever. But yeah. Anyway, so I'm bringing it up because there, there's always one and there's always one in, in a kitchen or, you know, at, at any job you have or just in your group of friends. And there was this one guy where we, we'll, I was at, oh, when I was working at this place, we we'll, were setting up for like this massive function and it, it was all kicking off, you know, like it was getting ready and it was basically the setup. So, you know, it was a couple hundred people and we're all setting up, we're all running around and like getting it, you know, getting it all going. And this guy, he, you know, we're like, oh dude, like what, what are you doing? And he like looks, he looks at you, he does like a double take and he's like, we're getting lit up. 
Let's get lit up. Come on, lit up. And no, no, no one could match this guy's energy. I'm telling you, like he was, he was on the edge, man. Eh? And this wasn't, so like I heard him say it and I was like telling like one of my workmates and he was like, yeah, that's not the first time. <laughs> This guy, this guy was like willingly going to any place and, and getting lit up. He was, he was preaching it, man. Hey, he was like hardcore into it. He, you know, it just shows you like, you know, some of the hardcore personalities that are in, that are in hospital. Sorry, I'm readjusting that are in hospitality and how, no, you know, in any industry, there's always one, there's always one guy. Hey? There's always a GG Allen in every group, man. You know, there's always, there's always one, but he, um, yeah, he, he was a hard worker and he was, he was cool, but he was always getting lit up <laughs> in a, in a physical sense and, uh, a metaphorical sense and as a mental sense, you know, he was, he was, he was living his life to get lit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Crazy. That, that, that'd be the name. What are we at? Episode 51. Did I say that? Did I say, I know we're like 10 minutes in, but you know, we can say it's, uh, welcome, welcome back to, uh, my mind podcast with Stephen Taylor. It's episode 51, episode 51 here. Like, like we always knew. Um, so what else has kind of been happening in my, um, my stint away from like podcasting is I'm trying to get, I'm trying, I'm trying to put my hands in a lot of pots. I'm like Winnie the Pooh, baby. I'm like trying to get all the honey. <laughs> nah, not at all. I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm trying like a lot of little projects at the moment. So I've got like this game and thing. I'm trying to catch up to my brother, as you know, which is going, it's going better than I thought it was going to go. I just need to average 2000 gamer score a month, which I'm, which I'm doing, which I'm doing, which is not this month, but <laughs> hopefully by the end of this month, I will be. And that, that should get me a good start, you know, so that's going on. And, um, what, what else is kind of going on? Yeah. I've got like, this, you know, we've got to finish our Sopranos podcast, Mr. Ricketts, which, um, we had a bit of technical difficulty. It's not like anyone's fault. I know like you guys were either keen or like not keen, but for us, it was just a nice thing to like talk about, to like record our thoughts, said Sopranos, stuff like that. Like it was more of like a pet project, a pet project for, for Simon and I. And you guys just had to sit through it, so I'm really sorry. But we we are gonna finish it. We'll we'll have final thoughts, and we will eventually watch the the Many Saints of Newark. I still haven't watched it because I want to. I don't, I don't want to watch it before him. You know, I want to make sure that he can watch it, and then I'll watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. And I want to finish like the Sopranos run I'm on. You know, because yeah, it's good. Uh, so, so that's going on and I'm, I'm currently writing, I won't tell you the book, but I'm writing a book at the moment, which is going to be pretty cool. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about that. Um, we, we, as a kid, I used to love like creative writing. I wrote like a, a movie script years and years ago. No, I wrote a story that was meant that was going to get adapted into a script, but I never got around to it, but I, I wrote this story and you know, it was, it was, yeah you know, <laughs> I guess I'm saying it, it was sick. <laughs> it was like a really good story, but, um, yeah. So I, 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 I really like creative writing I, I, and I forgot how much I actually liked it and, and writing this, this book at the moment, it's, um, it's, it's just lit that fire in me eh, of like creativity. And I, I really want to like, just keep going. I really want to just keep like push. I'm only going to write a short story, maybe like, uh, two, two, three hundred pages or something like that. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll write something small. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm writing that and, you know, I've got my, I've got my friend on the hook to, we're, we're going to do some, some other like project and stuff like that. And then I'm trying to like work out, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm going to do a Twitch next year. So, you know, look out, you can, you guys can like, you know, follow, follow my chase to a hundred thousand, uh, gamer score, which is, I'm going to like next year, starting next year, because we've got a lot of, we're like Winnie the Pooh, baby. You know, we got a lot of hands in a lot of pots, man. We can't, we can't keep all our fingers in them because we only got 10, you know? Um, so, so I'm going to, I'm going to be doing that. 
and you know work as well which is always interesting i got like my jujitsu which is going on like i know it's like it's very self-indulgent because you guys didn't ask what i was into <laughs> i'm just telling you it, we, i hope you guys are interested because you know uh, i've got a lot going on at the moment which is which is awesome for me I, I really like i really like doing things i think the thing i was talking to my friend last night the thing i've learned in the last um four or five years is that i spent most most of my uh youth just working and working a lot you know like just working like i never really yeah i played video games and like had like some time for myself but i didn't really explore outside of my box kind of kind of uh kind of thing you know so i i I, as much as i was like learning and watching movies and learning about my craft and um, playing video games and like building knowledge in like these different ways and reading some books and stuff. I really, I didn't feel like I was pushing my create creativity bone enough, you know, like I didn't feel like I was ever, uh, kind of, kind of peaking as it were, you know? So now that I'm like, now that I'm 30, I'm starting to really hit my, hit my creative ceiling by doing the podcast and, you know, writing the book and like doing, doing like jujitsu and stuff like that. So I'm really like peak, peaking my, my creativity at the moment, which is, which is awesome. I'm really enjoying it because, because it's great. It's such a cool thing. I, I didn't realize how much I would, um, how, how much I, I really needed. I said it before, but you know, how much, how much I really needed writing this book and having a creative, um, outlet instead of just doing the day to day to day grind, man. Hey, eh? you know, like you can do so much more. If you just have less sleep, you can just do so much. <laughs> if you, if you, if you limit yourself to like two, three hours, no, I'm kidding. If you limit yourself to like the standard, what is it? Like six, seven hours or whatever, you know, every person needs seven hours and I tend to go to bed uh, well, these days, sometimes it varies, you know, I'm not perfect. Sometimes it varies, but I'll, I'll try and go to bed around one and then I'll try and wake up around eight, you know, eight or eight thirty. you know, uh, I try, I try for seven. I really do strive for seven, but I'm more of an eight thirty kind of guy, <laughs> you know, which is, which is, you know, about seven and a half hours. So I'm happy with that. And, you know, you can do so much in a day. Like yesterday, I like, I got up. Uh, I took the little one to school and then I, um, went and I got petrol. I got some brake pads. I was going to take it to the mechanic, but I just, I didn't, I didn't want to pay a lot of money, you know, a bit off topic, but you know, when you go to the mechanic and you just like, oh, I just need an oil change. And then you walk out with like a $300 bill <laughs> and you just, you ask yourself like, how, how did th- how did this eventuate? Like, how did this happen? How did I end up with a three hundred dollar mechanic bill when all I wanted was an oil change? And I know, like, it it obviously doesn't translate, you know, if you're there, you know, because you've got to pay labor parts, whatever, you know, they have to do like some probably weird diagnostic or whatever. So, like, and I understand, I, I get it, I get it, why you got to charge, you know, overheads or whatever. But you know, if there's something I can do at home, I'm gonna I'm gonna opt for it. <laughs> you know, so like I I I got up, I got the fuel, and then you know my brake pads were like super squeaky the other day, so I was like, oh, we'll just go, I'll just go and get them. And the the pads, you know, are subject to your area and where you live in the world, but the pads cost me eighty bucks or something like that, and then it took me you know an hour and a half or two hours of my time. <laughs> to like get it done, which, you know, it, it was good because I got to catch up on uh, like a podcast and, you know, sit in the sun, get heaps of vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. You know, it was a nice thing to do. And then I went and picked up like a, a picnic chair and got some, then I got the little one from school cause it was about that time. And then I went and got, um, some cushions from Bunnings. We went to Costico's and yeah, it was good. It was a productive day. And then I like went home and, you know, waited for the missus to get home and, and then uh, play video games. We watched a movie and then I played video games and I'd like done enough in the day. I even caught up on like some of the wire, which was good. Yeah. 
I'm like super into that. We can talk about that in a second. But um, yeah, so like I really, mac- I felt like I really maximized my time yesterday and I feel like I need to keep that streak going because, well, it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> I've never felt a time in my life where I've, I've actually been utilizing my time to the fullest, except maybe at work. At work, I feel like I can really maximize my kind of output and to, um, how would you say, um, you know, I've got like, I don't have great time management at the moment just cause I don't want to get into it, but you know, a lot of things happen and it makes it a little bit harder, but for the most part, uh, I, I do, I do pretty well. And, uh, I feel like in my personal life, my, <laughs> I, I always, I, I suck at it. Like I'm really, I'm really bad. Like I'm going to have to cut this episode short to go pick up the little one and stuff. So, you know, but you know, they're the trials and tribulations of, um, having a family, having a family life. And, and, you know, as a, a good friend of mine would say, you know, the, it just comes with the, the bibs and bobs, the bibs and bobs of life, you know, not much more you can say, not much more you can do. Yeah. But anyway, on to like greater and better. Well, not necessarily greater, but definitely nicer things. I think it's worth talking about, well, what we're going to do in the future is because look, you know, I'm going to try and get a couple of people back as a guest. I've got to do some reaching out today. By the time this comes out, I will have already reached out to some people. So hopefully, um, hopefully they'll get back to me in a timely manner. But yeah, like I said earlier, you know, like we're going Twitch, we're going to do a Twitch and we're going to, we're going to set up a, a Patreon, a Patreon account because I don't know what it is, but I heard you can make money and I thought, why not? <laughs> you know, and if you guys like this, the the content that we can branch out and start doing other stuff as well and, you know, make a bit of scuttle on the way. Hey, hey, a bit of scuttle. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what I was going to talk about is I want to talk to you about a little show, a little rinky-dinky show that came out around the same time as The Sopranos on the uh, HBO network, which was The Wire with Dominic Cooper and Lance Reddick and uh, Idris Elba. Yeah, I know. Idris Elba. Idris Elba. The Driss. The Big Driss. The, um, the Luther, the Superman, the, oh, I don't know. I don't know whatever Heimdale. <laughs> I don't know whatever, what, what other names he has, but you know, he's like, it was kind of early in like the 2000s. The wire came out. So he's like acting. It's good. Like, it's still good, but it's very like, I don't know. You know, how some actors just like their intense faces, just them squinting a lot. You know, they just like do like these smoky eyes where they, like, they, they squint and they're like kind of, kind of pout. <laughs> that's, that's what I get a lot from the big dress in, um, in the wire. It's still a good show. I think, uh, the best thing about the show is, uh, just, just how they kind of walk you through the, the kind of police procedures and stuff like that. I think that's, that's awesome. I really enjoy that. I, I'm really into it because I don't mind like Law and Order, uh, SVU and like Criminal Intent. And there was a time where I was watching, uh, what's the naval one? NCIS. Like my brother and I used to watch that when we were younger and that was pretty cool. And then it got, it got I don't know if it got weird, but it got like too intense. <laughs> yeah. Like the early 2000s was such a weird time for television because especially for like law shows or like cop dramas and stuff, because obviously around, not obviously, but around like 1911, there was people weren't sure what they could show. And the people weren't sure what they could kind of show and what they could get away with and what was going to be seen as appropriate and not as like obscenely racist. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, that's the evolution of television and movie is that, you can, 
you know, there, there, there's levels. There's levels to this game, man, eh? You know, like, you can be, like, in the 70s and in, like, the 50s and, like, even further, further back, you know? Like, it was always... Um, maybe not always, but it was... The, the racism's always there. <laughs> and gender's, like, always a thing, you know? Like, it, it, it's strange to see the turn of... Um, more or less like feminism where women were not necessarily, oh, I'll be careful what I say, but I'm, I'm, I'm more speaking to the time rather than my own personal opinion, because, you know, you know, w- women are, are queens, man, eh? and they should all be treated that way. They all should be treated with respect and grace and, and, you know, whether y- you dislike them or whatever, like you, you should always be respectful. That's how I was raised. You know, I was, I was brought up by, um, by by mainly women really you know like there was like my godfather and my auntie and uh, my grandma you know like they were the main kind of uh influences in in my life which is cool uh, i'm pff, i don't mind well you know it's kind of a byproduct of your circumstance really isn't it <laughs> nothing much you can do about that one um but yeah so like but back then they're all treated like um, they're like, you know, like Queens, you know, they're, they're all treated like, you know, they, they do the housework or, or whatever. And it's actually interesting if you watch like the old Adams family, how Morticia and Gomez, they're seen as like, like weird because she, you know, is very standoffish and he's like over loving and, <laughs> you know and it, and it flicks to like the normal normal people in inverted commas and they're like not like affectionate towards each other they show love behind closed doors where you know Gomez is like over the top like European oh not European just like over the top and it's like oh what a weirdo what a weirdo he's showing affection to his wife ah oh, strange you know I think I don't know if I told this story on here but um when my, my partner and I, we went to Sydney for our uh, kind of anniversary. We got given like a, a, a discount on like a bridge walk, the, the Sydney Harbour bridge walk. I don't know if I did tell this story. Can I tell it again? I'll tell it really quickly. And we were up there and, you know, we walked up there. It was, it was a good walk. It was a good hike. It was good fun. And then we got to the top and, you know, you get the opportunity to like take a photo and, uh, you know, we took a photo together and we went up there with like, maybe it was like us, another couple. And then there was like maybe a group on like a work retreat or something weird, whatever, you know, like there were a bunch of like, you know, accountants, I don't know, (laughs) like uh, tax brokers. (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't know. I didn't ask because I wasn't interested. Anyway. So we're up there and you get to the top and you get and you get an opportunity to take a photo you know it's it's very serene it's very beautiful and they were like the photographer was like the the tour guide photographer was like oh why don't you guys do one kissing and i was like yeah for sure you know like i don't care and you know we kissed and this group of people were like ah oh, ah oh, i wouldn't kiss my partner in a photo it's like, what? You wouldn't show affection to, like, your significant other for, like, not necessarily, not, like, on demand, for sure. Like, you know, you're walking down the street and people say kiss, you know, like, yeah, I, I understand that. But if it's, like, a moment where you're standing on top of, you know, like, a, a historical landmark in Australia, the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and the photographer says, oh, why don't you have a photo of you kissing for, like, your wedding anniversary... And for sure, that's not weird. That's not a strange thing to show affection in that moment, even if there are people around. So I said to them, I said, oh, you, you guys can do a kissing one next. And they all just went, oh, rah, 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 I never do that. No kissing you. Rah. Like, man, don't be so serious. You're going to throw it like on me to like try and embarrass me and my and, and my wife about like, no, we're not going to like make out like teenagers, but we shared a kiss. Like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. I'm not sure I understand the joke. Like, I don't think it's um. I don't. I don't think it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't keen. Anyway, I th- well, you know, we walk back down. And I've thought nothing about this. Is how petty I am, people. 
This is how petty I am. I thought about nothing. I, I didn't stop thinking about this the whole way down. And I kept saying to my wife, you know, like having jibs and jabs and that. And she was like, please, like, just let it go. Like, who cares? <laughs> and yeah, I, I'm, yeah, it, it gets me so like worked up. Like the, the smallest things in life, I should probably see a counselor or whatever, but the smallest things in life just really, really get to me on, on in the smallest way. It's like the smallest inconvenience is like a, a big a big in the smallest inconvenience is the, I don't know it's just it's not good it's not good I'm gonna stop because it's not good uh you know this is not a good tangent but <laughs> uh yeah so um you know it, it's strange how people see affection and how it, it, it's kind of developed and changed in like TV as well. You know, like I said, you know, with Morticia Adams and Gomez in the fifties, that was in the fifties. You got to remember like Adams family came out in the fifties. <laughs> the TV show came out in the fifties and they were, you know, they were like this oddball family. But now if you're like that family, it's like, yes, yeah, sweet. That's cool. Good onions, man. Hey, eh? for like being individualistic, <laughs> you know, because they were original. They were they were original back then. I don't know if they're so original now, but you know, they were back then. Yeah, it's been it's been hard for especially around that time cuz you know, you didn't want to become you know, there was a lot of like moral guidelines that were not necessarily crossed, but as far as like mainstream television, like they wouldn't want to cross that bar. Like it was all right for South Park cuz they'd already done it and they're already doing they're already doing like left of field stuff. So like if they did like a left of field joke where they make Barbara Streisand into this mecha Godzilla, <laughs> then, you know, that, that's just the, you know, that's just them. Yeah. It's a, it's all sweet. It's all good. That's just, uh, that's what they're about. You kind of expect all that stuff. But if like NCIS or like law and order do something obscenely racist, it's very edgy and it's very raw. It's very like, whoa. This is just not what I expected to see on primetime television. So anyway, um, so I watched this movie uh, from the 1950s, going back to the 1950s, called Roadblock. And it's got a bunch of actors that unfortunately have, have passed away now. And um, such actors like Charles McGraw and Joan Dixon and... Lowell Gilmore, just to name a few, and Milburn Stoin, Stone actually, not Stoin. Um, yeah, so, and, and it follows the story of this LA insurance aid, uh, detective uh, who's got a very American name, Joe Peters, and he goes for this, you know, he's very honest, he's very, like, straighty 180, and he, he meets this girl, uh, incidentally, Diane, Joan Dixon, and he falls in love with her, but she's like a money hungry. She's very open about how much she likes money. <laughs> and she, um, she says, you know, I'll, I'll never, I'll never go with you. Cause you, you don't make enough money to support the lifestyle I want. And, you know, he dwells on her a little bit and then realizes like, Oh, I guess I can't give it the life. You know, when you're an insurance agent making like $150 a month kind of thing, you know, it's not really that great. So the the story kind of progresses and they, they live different lives and they meet back up in LA. He sees her at a bar and she's attached to this, um, this like known faith, not faith, known like bad guy who's like in, who like, you know, makes his money through ill-gotten gains, suffice to say. And he, he, you know, go, goes over it. No, he's like sitting at the bar and she recognizes him. So she goes over and talks to him and, you know, he says a lot of things. And then he's like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make money and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you, you know, like you're the girl I want. I'm gonna get you. So then he talks to like her partner, like the ill-gotten gains guy. And he, basically sells out this company to for him to rob and they both take like a neat profit right 
So he becomes like this dirty, this dirty, he becomes like a corrupt, dirty detective, like insurance detective because he loves this girl and he thinks that like that's the answer for love is um, equated through money. And she, you know, obviously falls in love with him because she loves money. And then the, the relationship grows and the, you know, the money just becomes like a byproduct. They get married. They, oh, I don't know if they get married. They, <laughs> but the story progresses very quick. You know what I mean? Because it's a, it's a RKO film. So it's an RKO picture. So, you know, like it's very, very old. <laughs> and the the kind of cool thing about this movie is that it's very 1950s. And when it came out, it was like a modern picture. Like it didn't come out in like, 1950 and the story was set in 1935 you know what i mean like it was a 1950 film starring like um in present day so like 1951 or 1950 whatever and so you know it had like the set it had like all these like weird traits that you know a film that in like 2021 you know would have like cell phones and you know, um, you know, people everywhere and like modern cars and, you know, they're doing normal stuff. Everybody's meeting at the calf, you know, getting a, a, a Turkish melt or, or whatever, getting some, some avocado and stuff like that. And in this, in this movie in 1950, everyone's meeting at a bar <laughs> or a pub and they're just drinking whiskey, smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey. <laughs> That's like one of the things that just happened in in the 1950s. Just everybody was drinking, everybody was smoking, and everybody was drinking some more. You know, they, 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 they were the things that you did. And everyone seemed to have a gun. <laughs> and I don't know if it was just because of the, the kind of characters in the stories. I guess you could make the same argument for today, but... For 1950, it felt like it was just way easier just to just to have a gun and carry a gun all the time, and uh, it it just sounded really easy to steal. This this film is like so high budget but low budget that they <laughs> they didn't have like that. There's a big heist. A big heist happens in the film, but you never see it. <laughs> they just talk about like this extreme heist. So they they talk about these the you know because they the guy sets him up for the job and he steals the money from this train and he they say oh they you know because it's in 1950 everybody talks like this so because it's in LA they say that the robbers went sorry they say that the robbers went up and they had a biplane a little Cessna 250 and they took the Cessna and they flew right next to the plane while people threw money out of the plane, out of the train, into the plane. The train was soon derailed, and three people were killed. You know, like, that's <laughs> that's all you get from, like, the train. And then, the plane flew off and landed in an ocean somewhere. That's all that is known. And that's it. That's that's all you hear about the highs. You never see this plane, you never see whatever... And that's just the way it goes, you know? Um, yeah, so it, it's it's interesting to see that that, like, that kind of storyline wouldn't work in, like, the modern day. But that that's, I use it as an example because that's, like, that's, like, a film that was just your everyday film, you know, that was coming out. It wasn't, like, you know, this huge bankroll, this huge hype. It was just, it was similar to, like, a movie coming out with, what's a movie with what's the guy like Chris Hemsworth or like Vin Diesel or The Rock you know like it was just this you know not to say that their movies are average but it was just like your run-of-the-mill film you know no like super special hype it was just a film coming out you know and this this film's like main story was about a woman (laughs) who just wants money from men (laughs) and that's how she equates happiness and it's about a man who's so honest and loving that the only way he can get the woman of his dreams is by becoming a criminal, <laughs> which is crazy if you think about it. And that's like a, that's like a common story in the 1950s in uh, uh, movies. Whereas today it's like, you know, 
the the guy's got a he's like ex special forces. <laughs> he's like a mercenary, gets paid to like, you know, go and do, like do stuff or whatever, you know. Anyway, that, that's my um, that's my rant about film there. I think, and still like that, like I still watch a lot of old films and a lot of old cinema. I think that's what people need to to recognize more. You can't quote like great movies that came out in like the 2000s and have like a, you can't have like a film come out now and it be a quote of like an early 2000s film when that early 2000s film was like, you know, referencing like a 1960s or 1970s film, hey, like this is what like upsets me about uh, modern modern cinema is that people don't pay enough homage to like what was like what Hollywood was, you know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't stand there and say, oh, like Fury's a great movie. It's one of a kind. It's the greatest like war story. It's the greatest World War Two war story of all time. But you forget, Saving Private Ryan is one of the greatest war films of all time. And even before that, Dust Boot, you know, or Hunt for the Red October, you know, like these are great. Well, maybe not Hunt for the Red October, it's not really not. But <laughs> Dust Boot or the original Inglorious Bastards, you know, like these were great, great, great films. And they were great world friends. Or Tora Tora Tora. That's a great one as well. Or the the um the the bridge the the bridge building one the 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 bridge across the river Kwan you know officers don't build <laughs> officers you know there's like the British the British soldier the Vietnamese make them build a bridge across the river Kwan you know there's 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 great references from older films that I just don't think people pay enough homage to like uh, Denzel said it really well you know like he his his dream actor was uh Sidney Poitier who was like a really famous uh, African-American actor in the like 1950s to say so even, even the 70s you know like he was still there and he was still a big actor of the time and Denzel wanted to be like in his image you know and be like the the next Sydney Poitier, which he's done in spades, you know, like let's be honest, like Denzel is a is a great actor. And yeah, so and I think like Chad Chadwick Boseman was on that trajectory as well. And I and I definitely I definitely think Chadwick Boseman achieved the same heights of Denzel Washington. I just think the Academy <laughs> and I'm not hating on the Academy, but I'm hating on this decision for him to be nominated for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Like that just, it, I, I said it last time for our Oscars review. It just, it just hurts so much that he did an even better job into Five Bloods, which was a, uh, a Spike Lee joint. And he, he didn't even get a nod or anything for it, you know, like, and he did a better job in that than he did in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Like it's just so defeating. Cause I think, Delroy Lindo does an incredible job as well. And, and I'm, I've, I don't know why, I don't know why that film was like snubbed the way it was like that, that should have been nominated over my Rainey's black bottom, you know, like that was such a great film. Everything in it was, it was just a great, it was just a great movie. It was a great movie about oppression. It was a great movie. It was another take on a war story. And, and it wasn't your average war story. It was about Americans, like African-American troops going over there and, you know, fighting their heart out and then finding gold. (laughs) And then it became like a heist movie. Like, come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. It was cool. It was awesome. It was such a good, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool take. It was very, I thought it was a very original take, you know, like it was very like three Kings, see homage to a earlier film. It was very three Kings, you know what I mean? And yeah, yeah, it did really well. It did really well to play off the, the cards that it was dealt. And Spike Lee is a great director. Yeah. Did he do black KK Klansman? 
Mm, I can't remember. No, that might have been Steve McQueen. Not the white guy from Bullet. He's like another actor. But he did um, 12 Years a Slave, which was a... Uh, was that Chadwick Boseman? No, that was Cheddar Four Ch- Cheddar Four Iwo. I can't. I won't. I won't pretend to say his name because uh, I'm I'm fearful I won't get it. But you know, that's all good. <laughs> yeah. So that was um. Yeah, that that's what really gets me. A eh, is that people don't pay enough homage to to the older the the older movies like you can't yeah I, like I said before you know you can't you can't pick and choose from you know just the error oh no 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 I take I take this back because I understand that people haven't watched older movies and people haven't like immersed themselves in like old olden day cinema and you know I haven't like fully divulged in um divulged in indulged <laughs> I haven't indulged in, you know, the deepest, darkest pits of like, you know, early, early cinema, but I've seen enough to know that a lot of, um, a lot of references from, you know, today's movies are from movies back then. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's hard. It's very hard. That's why a lot of remakes come out because like, it's very hard to have an original idea and an original concept, you know? Cause when you had guys like, you know, Scorsese or Scorsese, however you want to say it, or like Spielberg or George Lucas and, uh, Ridley Scott and Tony Scott and guys like that. And, you know, the Jerry Bruckheimers and, um, yeah. When the, the John Cavanaugh's no, he's a UFC he's a MMA coach. Sorry. Um, but you know, when you had directors like that, who were like openly changing a uh, Stanley Kubrick as well, shout out Stanley Kubrick. He would, you know, they're actively changing the game of cinema and how people and Quentin Tarantino, of course, um, actively changing the rules every day on cinema, you know, sorry, this was a, a very cinematic, um, kind of, kind of episode, but you know, it look, welcome back. Welcome back to, to what it is, you know? And, and that's what it is really. Let's be honest because if we can't talk, if I can't talk about cinema and stuff like that on this, on here, on a show that's called my mind. Hello. Hello. Anyway, um, We'll wrap up there because I'll keep going. I'll keep talking about, you know, I'll keep talking about it in circles. But, you know, um, for the continuality, I'm going to do another show after this, but it's going to come out next week. So look out for that. It's going to be the same tone, the same pitch and the same aggressiveness, but it's going to be about a new subject, you know, because we're doubling down now, baby boy. You know, I've got to create some space between you guys before you guys all catch up and lap me, you know. But, whoops, I just bopped it. Um, I hope you guys have been enjoying the show. And uh, thank you for coming back to the show uh, for another, for another, hopefully another 50 episodes. Hopefully for another 150 episodes, you know, we, we'll keep doing it and keep trying and, you know, striving to be better people. And... Yeah, so, you know, this is the part where I usually shout out some plugs and, you know, we go from there. I'm going to put um, a, a link in the description, as always, of where you can find the show. Uh, it's available everywhere. I don't know one platform where I don't, where you can't, like, look for this podcast, which is really cool. You know, I never thought that day would ever come. But look, it's sweet. It's awesome. So... You can go to Instagram and follow me on Instagram, which is uh, My Mind Podcast, and it's spelled M Y M N D P D C S T with no vowels. So it's My Mind Podcast with no vowels. So you can go like jump on there and and you know give us a follow. I've got some merch. I'm gonna put some merch in the story. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my son dress up in like a <laughs> in like a shirt that I got him I'll do like a, an unveiling and I'll, I'll speak a little bit about the merch and stuff so you know that's cool it's only t-shirts but that's pretty cool right you know that's cool we got t-shirts so you know we can do stuff um 
and you know if if you want to if you want a t-shirt let, let me know uh, send an send an email of your of your size and we're only doing one print at the moment which is just like the logo which is still pretty cool you know if you want to support support your guy over here um you know you can you shoot me an email of your size and, and i'll send you a, a price and or whatever i don't know i don't really know how to do it i'll get my wife to sort that stuff out um but yeah you can you can send it to mymindpodcast at gmail.com you, you can send your sizes there and i'll, and I'll sort something out I'll, I'll give you some you know you can have a white t-shirt or a black t-shirt i only ordered white ones because i'm you know i'm that type of guy i'm a, I'm a, I'm a white t-shirt kind of guy and um yeah you can also go to twitter i'm on twitter um i'm not very active i try but i'm, I'm still learning the twitter I'm, t- I'm still learning how to fight in the twitter world <laughs> it's it's very confusing to someone that didn't really immerse himself in social media when he probably should have you know um but yeah that's um the the same as my instagram which is my mind podcast m-y-m-n-d-p-d-c-s-t and you can you know you can go to itunes and leave a five-star review there that's very very helpful you can go to google and do it you can go to amazon music you can follow me on on amazon music and on spotify on spotify i found this interesting thing you can actually hit like a little bell and it'll tell you when a new episode's going to come up before so you don't have to like keep going into like the page you can just get tick the bell hit the bell or whatever and then it'll just come up as a notification so that's pretty cool i thought that's pretty um very forward thinking it's very youtube spotify you know what i mean um but and and that's it oh yeah, there's a facebook group and a facebook page you can go and like you know talk about the show there and you know i'll try and answer questions and stuff if you got questions throw them in there as well i'll answer them if you want a topic you want to talk about we can talk about it for sure i'm okay with it yeah but on that note um but you know because it's we'll just we'll just wrap up thanks guys thanks for coming back and I, I really hope you guys enjoy the show and I'll, I'll speak to you in like a minute in my time, but next week in your time. Okay. <laughs>